Bam! Welcome back to another episode of Wrestling is Trash, the nonsensical podcast where we talk everything professional wrestling, past, present, and quite possibly the future. I am one of your co-hosts, Trash Boy Numero Uno, Nick Anicelli, coming to you live. Birthday week. I turned 31 this Sunday. You know, I'm mm. old. Getting up there in age. Get the fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> Third deal, big three one. No, but uh, excited to be here. Our apologies last week between us both kind of being under the weather and life and the holidays. Like we always say, shit happens. Oh, we back. We always back. Happy to be here. Happy to talk a lot of things this week, professional wrestling. We're going to be diving all over. So stick with us today because we're going to be like squirrels, just kind of jumping all over the place. Enough about me. Let me pass it off to my co-host, Lou. How you doing? Lou from the BX, host of the Everything Podcast. Co-host of Wrestling is Trash. You already know all of the things. We are here. We're live. We're here to talk some wrestling, some professional wrestling, some silliness, some random nonsense. That's what we're here to do. That's what we love to do. And, uh, yeah, this is going to be one of those episodes where we're just kind of all over the place. You will have to excuse me. I'm probably going to lose my voice at some point. It's going to sound like crap. But it is what it is. Um but my God, what a crazy time in professional wrestling right now. It's just nutty. There's so much going on and it's 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 everything. It's like the the fans are on fire, the shows are on fire, uh everything kinda like it's kinda funny how the AW and WWE tend to like do one of these. Like it's like WWE's hot and AEW's a little bit uh as far as the not as far as content because I personally still enjoy all the shows, but just like the turmoil and all the bullshit, and then like AW's up, and then WWE's kind of like, yeah, content's not so great, but it's still WWE. So it's just funny how they both kind of parlay off each other. It's like you can't miss something. Even this past weekend, Deadline NXT. Oh man, great that show, Iron man. Survivor shit. That Trick Williams shit was dope. Listen, whoever, I, I guess it's Shawn Michaels, whoever came up with that fucking idea, that Iron Survivor shit, that's a winner, bro. That's something I'd like to see on the main roster, dude. I mean, I don't know if that's something that they're going to keep as an NXT thing. They they should, because that yeah. would kind of help them differentiate. But, bro, what a great idea, man. Yeah, and uh, a lot of people are saying online, you know, it's obviously we all have all these made-up awards, right? But a lot of people are calling for Shawn Michaels to get Booker of the Year. Um, ah, I mean, yes. the one thing I'll say with him, compared to Triple H and Tony Khan, is he always knows how to keep that NXT women's division on fire, though. Yeah. That is the one thing I'll give I'll give HBK. He always knows how to keep it on fire, though. Yeah, man, that was just a great show. Um, Lexus King, you know, Hillman Jr. made his uh, debut. I knew he was losing from the get-go. Carmelo. Listen, man, I, I, you know, we talked about on this show how, like, we felt like it was the right thing for him to do to go to NXT and uh, that we both felt like him working with Shawn Michaels and working with some promo people and kind of, like, developing a character. It was going to be the best thing for him to get out there. Plus, you know, he can piggyback off of his own name. You know what I mean? That's going to help him whether he wants to or not. It will help him get ahead a little bit because he's a son of a legend and shit. And we both say in the ring that he's he's good in the ring. 
Yeah. But bro, I there's I can't. Um, so far from what I've seen, bro, I can't get behind this. Uh, Diangerence is cool. Um, but I'm not seeing it in the ring. And I know he's trying a lot of different things. The uh, Lex Offenders, that did <laughs> that, not work. Yeah, I, don't, I don't like that one. I'll be honest. That did not work. Uh, I applaud you giving that a shot, but it did not work. But again, give the dude time. Let him yeah. you know, go through his shit and do what he needs to well, do. But him I'll losing admit. on a pay-per-view like that, even if it's to Carmelo, is kind of like, damn, not good. And it shows they're behind him, though, because last night on NXT, he attacked one of the breakout guys, and um, right. he uh, he's in the tournament. And I kind of like this pairing with Ava, which is The Rock's daughter. So, like, I, I kind of want to see where they're going with this. I don't know what you've seen from the men's breakout tournament. Probably not much like myself. Um, yeah. But I've seen some of the highlights from Twitter, and uh, some of these dudes, freaking, ooh, we running it back. We're coming with the Triago Coquito this time. Okay. This one need- for anyone paying attention, because this is going to become the Coquito podcast. Hell yeah. Uh, I love that. This one is of Jamaican descent, and it does not, very important, does not contain nutmeg. So mm. it's much love- smoother, and the alcohol kind of flows better into the flavor. So you feel it less, even though the alcohol volume is still more. So what can I say? But stay thirsty, my friends. My, I might have to get me some of that. I haven't had any coquito yet. This might be the first year in a while I haven't had it. So I need I need to get me some this weekend. Maybe for my birthday. Yes, uh, sir. Yeah. Uh, and, um, but yeah. I like what I see what they're doing. I guess we'll see what this pairing does. But yeah, the, the breakout tournament people are insane. Like some of them already look insanely good. Obviously going to take time. Uh, one of the dudes, he's, I think he's a former like Alabama football player. Big old dude. He actually had a good promo last night backstage. Obviously, yeah. I'm assuming you saw that. I'm assuming it was heavily rehearsed and scripted, but still, like, All right. the presentation came off good. That's what that's for. You know what I'm saying? That's what NXT yeah. is for. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so. I'll tell you um, one thing, bro. The Rock's daughter. They they are gonna strap the rocket on that girl's back, <coughs> no matter what gimmick she's in, bro. If she's in the dyad, if she's on her own, if she's pairing up with Alexis King, you if you were trying to come up, you want to be around her and you want to be doing stuff with her and getting on TV, bro, because she is absolutely gonna get the rocket strapped on her back. Now, and I say this because. She made it known multiple times, like, I want to do my own thing. I don't want to be presented at the rock starter. And I don't think they have. I don't think they've ever done the reference. I think only a matter – it's going to happen eventually. Like, come on. It's it's just – it's going to happen. I think we know that. So I kind of respect NXT um, for doing that. But – and I say this in the nicest way because I want to see her succeed because she's young. I think she's only, like, 21. She's she signed, 20, I think, at I think something like that. Yeah, she signed super young. Do you think she's someone who's got kind of low-key guaranteed job security? I mean, Unless for the most part, I'd say yeah. Wild shit on her own. Can you imagine if they? Can you imagine if they release the Rock's daughter? And they release her, 
in like one of those massive releases. You think The Rock is gonna come back to that fucking show after you release my daughter, bro, and kick That's her out of WWE? That's what I'm she's, saying. She's she's gotta have a secure job, bro. Yeah. Um, just based off of that. It's just we haven't seen because I know she's been training there since COVID. Um, because I remember that's when they signed her. But we haven't still seen a crazy much out of her in the ring. Yeah. Um, and I kind of hope, and I know she'll never give up on the ring stuff. I don't think they will, but it does seem like they're giving her more of that managerial role. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's again NXT is is you gotta, you know, as a fan of NXT, you gotta understand it's it's quote unquote developmental. Yeah. People are there to learn how to promo, learn how to work, develop a character, and not even so much a character that you may take to the main roster. It may completely change in the main roster, but at least you can learn how to develop a character, you know what I mean, and kind of set yourself up for success on the main roster. So I would imagine they're going to have her try to manage. They're going to have her wrestling. They're going to have her doing a bunch of different things to see what she's good at because – yeah, uh, they are going to put a lot of time into that woman. Yeah, and it it shows that that performance center is good. Like I think the best example lately of that is like Tiffany Stratton. I was. About I think to she just she just started like the beginning of twenty two. Like she's been like only two years, and I think she's ready to get called up personally. Maybe a little more time. You know what I mean? Maybe for like the mic stuff, but in ring, man, she gets it. Um, I'm yeah. a big fan of her. She's gorgeous. First off, but uh, Tony Stratton's awesome. Yeah, she's just great in the ring. She's so awesome to watch. That the women's Iron Survivor match was great. The only uh, thing about Tiffany Stratton is, I would say her look like she gives off like Charlotte. You know like what I mean? Generic in a way, but yeah, not she almost looks like time. exactly like a younger Charlotte. Like you know what I mean? The same hairstyle, same kind of outfits. You know what I mean? It's. I would say she's a little. Damn, do I want to say she's a little more athletic than Charlotte? Because she man. pulls right. off those swantons, I mean, flawlessly. Yeah, she pulls a fucking swanton off like nobody, like nobody's fucking business. Um, well, did you see so, the move she did, the cartwheel into like the yeah. Alabama slam? Like, what I mean, is she, it? She's fucking awesome. So, um, that's the only thing I would say about her is maybe her look needs to change a little bit. Maybe she wants to go brunette or something or redhead. I don't know. Maybe that'll help. But um, I would say her look is a little. Too close to Charlotte's. Like, so. especially if they faced one on one. Yeah. It's Which so Charlotte like, got hurt the other night. So I saw that her ankle, dude. I felt so bad for her. Yeah, her ankle, I think maybe her knee or some shit. I don't know. But they, they took her off events. They sent her home. Like, wow. I hope it's nothing crazy because I get it. A lot of people get sick of Charlotte, kind of. But when it comes to WrestleMania, man, Charlotte always delivers on that big yeah, stage. Let me tell you something, bro. Charlotte, you know, and again, we're getting close to the end of the year. So we're going to be talking about, you know, what's our year end stuff. And Charlotte's in my fucking top 10 matches of this year. Yeah. He made the list, and that shit was all the way in the beginning of the year. So I don't want to hear any fucking debates about it either. No. That match was fucking awesome. And it's like, I think if they, if and I blame more Vince, right? But if Vince didn't shove her down the, not even her, just all those title rings. I think that's the problem is if yeah. she would have been by now, even like a seven time versus 13 time woman champ, that's I think crazy, completely different comparison. That's right? just crazy, bro. I, I, I'm not a fan of that. Like, 
I said it over and over again on this show. Like, I'm not a fan of that, like, 10, 11, 12, yeah. 13. It's like, bro, you like, you don't have to do that shit anymore. Like, you don't have to break those old records. Those old records are, bro, those people used to wrestle, like, once a month. That's yeah, why well, they had those title reigns. Well, especially when a lot of her reigns are, like, under a month, two yeah. months. Like, that's the other thing. So it's not yeah. like she's been 12-time champion with three four five six month right and then even like even like the way she wins some of them like she came out that one pay-per-view and just won the fucking match when she like one of those times where she came back oh but ronda on the smackdown on a random smackdown came came back back and rolled her up and won the title it's like what the fuck really money in the bank yeah like dog out of nowhere and it's like okay you get the shock win but it's like okay like come on bro like adding another just adding another okay here we're at 13 now like so, so let me ask you, I guess sticking on the women, um Royal Rumble next month. We're gonna dive in who I think's my obvious answer to win the men's one. Um but that's actually harder than harder than you would think. Who do you think's taking it on the women's side? Because a lot of people are saying Becky, because a lot of people mm. think they're still gonna win the Becky Rhea thing. I know a lot of people that. are thinking Bailey, because of Bailey and EO. And then something Jade, like Jade's just gonna come in, debut, and win. Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill's one hundred percent gonna win that Royal Rumble. Now, say she joins the Rumble but doesn't win, are you mad? And if she I mean, wins, those, who if she wins, who's she going after? Because I love me some Io Shirai, but her and Io is not. The no, main. she'll squash the shit out of her, bro. She's got to go after Rhea. It have to be either Bianca or a healthy. Charlotte she has to go after Rhea. Rhea. She has to Rhea, go after Rhea. Rhea. She has to go after Rhea. There's no other. She can't go after Rio Sky. There's no way. That would be a super squash. And here's my thing, though. If they strap the rocket to Jade like that, I hope, <laughs> and it's obvious, because if they strap it, if she wins, they already know, obviously, who she's going. So say they go after her and Rhea, I would not be mad just because of, you don't even want to say Jade's lack of experience, because, come on, she was doing great. Like, Tony did great with her in AEW, right? Like, yeah, the streak thing, but had her 60, 60 fucking yeah, seven, you know, eight it's matches. Like, it's not like she's one of these college people that joins out of college. Come on, man. But I would not be mad if that was a rehearsed match to some degree. Like, right. you know how, like, when, like, Logan Paul comes, like, in the very beginning, he was doing a lot of staged ones. Like, mm-hmm. if they went that route with it, I would not be mad just because it's WrestleMania. Right. You know, so I that's who I want. I want Jade. I would like the Bailey one just because I think, you know, Bailey once again has done everything in this business but win the Rumble. And I think that'd be cool, especially if that means if she wins, that means that damage control storyline is going to Mania, which I think is pretty cool. Like of Triple H with all the mega stars of women you have, like now, like I'm continuing the because I don't, regardless, Bailey wins the Rumble or not, I think this damage control thing goes to the WrestleMania. I don't know about you. That's just what I think. What about uh, Sasha Banks, maybe? Well, so I think, and I hate saying this because wherever she goes, I'm happy, right? She sticks with just New Japan. If she went to AEW, I'm happy with it. If she goes back to WWE, I'm happy. But just the way the storyline's going and like kind of like what we said, I think, last time is WWE's just on this insane stock right now. Like there, Dave Meltzer was reporting that CM Punk coming back is like, heavily helping those raw negotiations right now Hmm. and it's like she's got to be seeing this and it's like seeing what they've done with cody seeing what they've done with jade triple h i should say seeing what they've done with punk like 
And Triple H has always been a fan <clears> of <throat> like that's that's true, but on the other hand, you gotta look at the women's division and those tag yeah. team titles still don't mean shit. Yeah, they really don't. The titles are about the main titles are bouncing off the same couple of people. They had a bunch of new blood in there, but they're all jobbers. Every single fucking one of them is a jobber. All the yeah. new ones. I had some hope for um uh Zoe? what's her name? Zoe Stark. I had I had hope for Zoe that she would be able to get up there, and I had hope for um Shayna Baszler that she was finally gonna come into her own and once again a jobber. So, you know, you've got to, from Sasha Banks' eyes, you got to look at that too and be like, okay, cool. I make a comeback. I come back at Royal Rumble. You know, I have another WrestleMania moment, which again, that's not something to shake a stick at. That's like, that's what everybody wants is a WrestleMania moment. Yeah. But then now you're back on the road and you're doing what? Yeah. You're, you're with your friends and you're having matches and you're having fun, but are you being fulfilled? Cause you left because you weren't being fulfilled. So, you know what I mean? And that's and that's what I was gonna ask you, because I'm not Mercedes at all. <laughs> but you got to think like real life when you think her, she's like, do I want to be on the big stage, right? And say I'm gonna get treated great, but not know what's gonna happen, or do I go the AEW route where it's like, you know, she's at least gonna be the person, but. We've been very open about it, Tony, and I think he's only going to get better with time. He's brand new still; like you can't take that away from him. But the stock he puts in his woman division isn't that great either, right? And it's so it's like it's kind of like the lesser, like which evil does she kind of want to take in a way? Because regardless, whatever one she goes to, she's going to get paid. You know what I mean? So I think I don't think it's the money thing for her. I think. Right? Am I wrong in thinking that? Or yeah, I think money-wise, she's fine. I'm yeah. sure she has fucking plenty of it, because um, she does a lot more than wrestling. So uh, I'm sure she's got money coming in from all different sides. But I think it's more about like what she wants to get out of wrestling. Like, does she want to continue to compete in Japan, mm-hmm. or does she want to go back, quote unquote, home and have matches with her friends and be around the people that she came up with and Cause I could see that that's probably appealing also, right? Like, you know, you left, you've been gone for a couple years, you know what I'm saying? Now you're going to come back. You're going to get this gigantic pop when you come back. Michael Cole is going to be fucking boss time. <laughs> and you know, he's going to lose his fucking shit and you're going to have another big giant moment where you come back and you'll probably win the rumble. And then you can go to WrestleMania and you can go through that whole thing and you'll get all the fanfare and another, Another WWE 24-7 documentary yeah. thing. You know, like you get the whole treatment. So I can imagine that's very appealing too. So, you know, again, you go to AEW, you really don't know after that your debut what's really going to happen over there. Because really, you know, we had Soraya come back and her booking was all fucking weird. Like she came back, she wasn't wrestling, then she was wrestling, then she was a heel. And she wins the title and she loses the title, like, and then she's like off TV. So it's like he tends to um gravitate towards the same kind of like four or five women when you have this gigantic roster full of women in two shows yeah. or two different companies to like put them on. So you gotta look at it like that too. Like, is she gonna get her just desserts at the other company, you know? For a longer period, she might get lucky and like you know what I'm saying. At least contract wise, just be like ah, six months, 
I'm only signing for six months and that's, let's see what happens. And that's what I think she should do regardless where oh. she goes, like a year long contract. Like I, I heard punk steals multi-year, but like, I would have yeah. been like, yo dog, you're getting a year. Like, let's see, you know, but you hear all the good stories about him right now, which we'll dive into, but everything's great in the beginning. Right. Oh, yeah. In August of 2021, when CM Punk came back to professional wrestling, yeah. you would not have thought a year later, what was going to come. Like, yeah. It's all hugs and kisses right now. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, that's how it's going to be. And it's going to be like that. I bet you the first year <laughs> in WWE, like, cause he's win or lose at mania. He's going to get a big mania moment. That's very, very obvious. So it's like, you know, between now and April, it's going to be good. Right. Um, but so I'm going to kind of transition to our note here. I also, um, can I say, I hate oh, the updated yeah. theme song. I hate it. Okay, so I didn't mm. like it at first, but now that it's on the gym playlist, I've gotten used to it, and I, I kind of actually like it. I hate it because, <clears throat> so, I, so I grew up in the Bronx, obviously. Um, my brother went to college, and like he kind of put me on when I was younger to like bands like Journey and uh, Huey Lewis, and that's how I started leaning into like rock. Then on my own, I started discovering like Bon Jovi and all that other shit yeah. and metal. Cult of Personality was a song that like I fell in love with it because when I saw the video, I was like, holy shit. Like, there's three black guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or like four black guys and they're playing heavy metal. Like, I never thought I would ever see that. Um, and they had the bright Technicolor spandex suits and the braids and the... Yep. It was just something I never seen before. So that song for me, I always love that song. So I've heard that song ever. Dude, like thousands of times I've heard that song. So I know every note, I know every uh, you know, hit of the vocals. So now when I hear the updated version and the vocals are a little different and things are shifted a little bit, it's annoying. I don't like it. Don't like it. I would have preferred like a new thing, like maybe like you know when Stone Cold got the disturbed version of his. Uh, that's his one of song. my favorite themes of all. Yes, yeah, I would have preferred something completely different, but again, it's a little thing. It's just you think thing. it's them, the band, wanting to make money? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a new, you know, it's a new version of your song. You remaster so, it. They can still sing, bro. They're still yeah. amazing. So, so yeah. I have to ask before we get into the thing because. You just said how much you like that song. Were you watching back in 2011 when Punk came back to that oh, song? Yeah. yeah. So what would you, if you remember, because if you remember that Raw scene, I think just, yeah, Cena just won the title. Yeah, he had just won the belt. Yeah, and then it hit, but then for like the first like 45 seconds, even yeah. a minute, nothing lit up on this big What was going through your mind then? Because me, I knew the song, and I was just like, I, I didn't think, and this is before I was following dirt sheets and all the other stuff. So, right, but right, so I had no idea he was coming back. Like I knew he was, but not like that. Like I thought it still would have been to this fire burns. I wasn't thinking that. Yeah. But then when he came out, I was like, okay. But what for you? Because I've always liked the song as well. But what was going on with you when you saw? Punk? Yeah, when I so I kind of remember it because when I when a song started playing, obviously I recognized the song. And I, I was thinking to myself, like, is this C-? like it was like it? I didn't know it was CM Punk. Like I wasn't going, oh my god, CM Punk's good. Yeah. I was like, is this CM Punk? Like, is he back? Like, what? Like, I, I figured it had something to do with him, okay. but I just didn't put it together that 
what was going on. Like I, I wasn't thinking that he was gonna come out to that song. So, because that's such an iconic song for me. Like I can't imagine. Like I couldn't imagine a wrestler is gonna be coming out to that song. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, it was crazy. But, Craziness. Speaking of crazy, in this human being's eyes, it's Jeff Hardy speaking about his time in AEW, and then I'm gonna let Lou take it after. But he yeah. said he was quoted. Saying on the extreme life of Matt Hardy, so his pretty much own show. His brother's podcast. That, yeah, I said that at WWE. I felt like a ghost just walking around backstage. Honestly, man, I kind of still feel that like that at AEW, just because of not being involved in something cool. I feel like there's something so special that we, Jet and Matt, uh, have within us to really bring out. So before I let you go, Lou, it seems like Jeff Hardy is just like. Not not happy right now. Like he's not happy with what's going on there. And in my opinion, at this point in 2023, 2022, 2021, as much as we've always loved the Hardys for the Hardys, I think if Jeff wanted to be more relevant now and used more, I'd have to be as a single star. Like when I thought when he when Matt went to AEW and he stayed with WWE. They actually had plans for Jeff. If you remember before he got in trouble with the DUI, I think it was right. at the 2022 Rumble. It was supposed to be Roman and Jeff. Because Roman wanted to do a singles thing with Jeff and vice versa. So like my man was going to have a universal title match, but then all of a sudden walks out of a live event and next week he's in AEW, yeah. um, which is his own doing. I'm not saying he did right. that for that. I'm, I, don't, I don't know how you feel about that, but I don't know. It's just, man, 2023, like, you guys physically are not in the best shape, especially your brother. Like, it's very known with Matt Hardy, um, how he walks and does everything. Um, but I'm going to let you take it because you have this note right here added to the quote. So Yeah, I just I, – I, I found this stat when I when we saw this article, and I'll just read it. Uh, Jeff Hardy, since returning to AW – has had 16 matches, 15 on consecutive weeks of television. That means he was on 15 straight fucking shows, okay? Matt Hardy has had 18 matches since Jeff's return. So, again, I can understand the mindset because he wants to be involved in something that's... He wants to be involved in a storyline. He doesn't just want to come out and be a spot monkey and mm-hmm. have these six-man tags where they're killing themselves and jumping over shit and swantoning over shit and going through tables. And then that's it. And then maybe in two weeks, you'll have another match. No, he wants to be involved in like a story. I'm sure he wants to be chasing the titles. And I get that as a performer. I think, you know, I think if I was in his shoes, I'd also want the same thing. I, unless I'm there to collect a check or something, which I don't think he's there for. I think he actually wants to contribute something. It's like the passion's still there. Yeah. And I get it, but bro, your brother can barely walk. Like I I when I watch Matt wrestle, I feel bad. Like I feel bad. Yeah. Like his leg, it don't even look like he can bend his knee. Like that one leg's always straight and then the other leg's bending when he's like trying to walk. I was like, dude, like at some point you guys got to realize where you are in the state of things. Now, I'm sure that they look at somebody like Sting and they look at Christian and Edge or so I have a comment. Adam Copeland. Yeah. Uh, they look at guys like that and they see what they're doing. 
and they're getting this TV time and they're getting their stuff. But again, look at their condition compared to yours, Ben. That's what I was going like, to say. And like, granted, Edge and Christian both had like a good amount of time off because they thought their careers were over. Right. But it's not like they ever got out of complete shape either at the same time. And that's the big thing. Like you just hit it right there. Like, like, oh, my, I just saw Edge in person like about a, a month ago. And my man's got a six pack at 50 something yeah. years old and is moving like ever. Christian looks great. And it's like, like, and I get it because they didn't put themselves. Well, Edge actually put himself through fucking hell too, but not like them. Like, you guys are like that because of all the years, you know what I mean, of what you did to yourself. The abuse. Yeah. And so it's kind of again, And again, I'd like to give Jeff the... Yeah. I'd like to give him the dummy because everything was going fine until you got another DUI. Do you remember that? And then yep. they had to take your ass off TV. Tony Khan had egg all over his fucking face because he took a chance on you. And yet again, you had a DUI problem. Now, I understand that alcoholism is a fucking demon. And I know that some people fight with that. And some people win the battle. And some people lose the battle. But, bro, mm-hmm. at this point, if you want to drink your face off, that's fine. You want to get high and go get drunk and take a fucking 10 tequila shots? Cool, bro. Call a fucking Uber. You yeah. don't need to be getting behind the wheel of any vehicle and driving when you are fucking drunk. That makes no sense. And the shitty thing is every time this happens, it seems like it's right when him, them as a team or even him as a single star are on the brink of something. Right. There's always something coming. Like they're building up to something and then bam. You fucking wake up in the morning and you got to see Jeff's fucking mugshot on TV. Oh, it didn't work. Yeah. You you gotta understand that you coming out and saying shit like this, I don't feel pity for you. Like, I can understand your position, but dog, I I just don't feel bad for you. The other thing, too, is like, no offense, my man's had nothing but success his whole career. Right. Like, since they really were a tag team, in WWE, like, continuously, I think it was, like, 98 or 99. It was, like, when they started being regulars on TV. Like, you were always over as a tag team. And then, especially you, Jeff, in WWE, you got pushed as a single star. World Heavyweight Champion. WWE Champion. He's a Grand Slam Champion. He's literally done everything in WWE by being Main Event Mania and Winter Rumble. And even yeah. then, he has a sick Mania moment when they returned in, like, 2017. So no. it's like you got the huge mania moment every year. They show Edge spearing your ass off the ladder when it comes to WrestleMania. So you got that shit. So it's like you want to feel bad at the same time, but it's like okay, because now after twenty something years, you're finally not getting a push. You're like upset. Yeah, I say, bro, if if you really want to be involved in something, you pick pick like the Dark Order or somebody weird and start doing the fucking broken gimmick again. You never really did it in AEW. You kind of did it a little bit when we were on lockdown and shit. Nobody fucking remembers it. It was just Matt Hardy by himself. Yeah, Jeff's there now. Do the whole fucking broken thing. Have a couple matches as Matt and Jeff Hardy and then start losing and go on a losing streak and then start losing your mind and getting into the... Do that. And then have that run for a while because 
honestly, besides that, I don't want to see you guys as tag team champions, all broken. I mean, not like physically in pain. Yeah. There, thank you. I don't want to yeah. see you guys all fucking limping your way to the ring with the tag team titles. Not when you got teams like FTR. the fucking Young Bucks and, and, and Death Triangle and Ricky and Bill. Like you got these young hoss motherfuckers ready to go and then you're going to put the title on these guys. No, bro. Don't do it. Just I can't. Yeah. Can't do no. it. I agree. I agree 100%. They have a lot there. And like, it's kind of like I'm, I'm trying, I'm switching gears here comedy wise, but Sometimes you got to risk shit. And the best example is Goofy in an f- amazing way is, is look at our truth right now with the Judgment Day. <laughs> like, yo, that shit's yeah. funny. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. Like, our truth just being a goof is funny. I don't I don't care if, like, I would love to see him wrestle again because I do like him wrestling. But him just coming out, doing his shit, like, that's a Hall of Fame career right there. It's like yeah. you need to find ways besides diving off a ladder to do it. Um, and the way I, they did it, the way they did it too on Monday was funny because like, like it's such a Vince thing to have like a strong, like, let's say you have like a strong character that you finally build up and then you throw them into some comedy shit and then you basically kill their whole push. Like Vince has done that before. Oh, gotcha. so when we started injecting our truth into the judgment day, I, I kind of got those vibes like, oh no, that's it for judgment day. And it's comedy time for judgment day. But the way they played it on Monday, when Damian Priest was like, come on, truth, get in here. As soon as he did that shit, I was like, oh, no, they're going to beat the shit out of this guy. And that's what they did. They had him in there. He did some comedy, and then they beat his ass, which is what true heels should do. So yeah. I thought that angle played out perfect. Well, speaking of heels, I'm going to ask you a question. It's been about, I think, like since it got onto the Internet was Sunday. So a few days. But everyone right now has in the wrestling world, well, not everyone, the IWC has had WWE on Fox Twitter page as some of the ultimate heels. No, Jesus. For those, for those who aren't tracking, uh, Bobby Lashley had a match tribute to the troops. Um, great show, by the way. I love the whole concept. Very biased. Had to give my plug because I'm in the military. Uh, I knew Bobby was winning that match the second they introduced him as a former Army sergeant. I was like, ooh, damn, Karrion Cross, you're definitely not winning. Um Cool to see Montez Ford come out at the end also because he's yeah. a Marine, just like myself. So always going to be biased to him. Uh, but anyway, they tweeted after the match, the Street Profits Bobby had the arms up, and they tweeted in all cap, them boys. Hashtag them boys. Yeah. Yep. And now I'll say this. As we know, them boys is a very popular phrase, right? Everyone's Dallas Cowboy, we them boys. You know, with, uh, We Them Boys, Wiz Khalifa has a song. A lot of people say Them Boys. But, but, in the wrestling world, <clears throat> for years and years, everyone knows what Them Boys mean. And there's only one group, and it's the Briscoes. And, sadly, I think, sh- shit, has it been a year already? Or just about a year? Yep. To like almost the day, um, we were recording this show when we unfortunately found out the news. Oh, yeah. Jay um, has passed away, so very sensitive subject there. And what I took it as, and I believe Lou, you have the same opinion, maybe a little more, is you're gonna fuck up and make mistakes like this, but you 
and this is probably some random ass intern, but before you tweet something, if you're going to categorize yourself in a profession, right? Like, yes, WWE on Fox. That means someone's doing wrestling. You need to know it's not just your little bubble because that is a sensitive subject to fans and to Mark Briscoe, as we saw. Yeah. He said a tweet. He came out later, said, hey, no one's got to get fired. Came over it. Simply said, I miss my brother. I would miss my brother too. I, I'm i going to say, and I don't know if this is bad of me to say, I don't think it was meant to obviously be disrespectful in a way, but I still believe you should know your surroundings. or you should, And by that, yeah. I mean you should know everything else, right? Like you're not – I can't think of like a comparison that would maybe make this because sadly this has to do in a way with someone passing, right? But you're not going to – do you get an honor now? What's your thoughts? No, I, I, I completely you know understand. Yeah. I completely understand. But what I will say is for that, whoever that intern is running that Twitter account for freaking WWE on Fox, you get the. Tommy. Yeah. Tommy. Yeah. Tommy. Yeah. Tommy. Yeah. 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 You get the super fucking dummy award for that. Now, I will say that it's probably some. I'm going to assume it's some random ass intern, like you said, probably only watches WWE. Maybe he's a Cowboys fan. I don't know. And he probably was like, ooh, let me fucking tweet this out because let me try to get some. It could have been anything. He could have been trying to just get some traction on a catchphrase that he was trying to attach to Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits to kind of build something. You know what I mean? It's all about catchphrases in WWE. So. Maybe this guy was trying to tweet this out just to kind of, you know, try to build something on this. So every week he can tweet them boys when it comes to these guys. But, bro, I saw a lot of people, like, fighting in the comments of this tweet. And Maria Canales and, and, like, a bunch of people just fighting and saying nasty shit back and forth. But one of the things that was annoying me was there was a dude, and I'm not going to say his name because I'm not going to. I already blocked him. But this guy was spamming to everyone that he was saying the same thing to everybody. He, what he was basically saying was, "Them boys is uh, it's a it's used in all forms of media like Dallas Cow." He it was yeah. literally the same sentence, and he I saw that shit like twenty times, and I thought I was tripping. I thought I was like reading the same thing over and over again, but it was that he was responding to everybody who was pissed with the same sentence. And I'm like, bro, it's the same thing that you just said, Nick. Them boys, yes. The Dallas Cowboys use that. It's a very famous thing in football when it comes to Dallas Cowboys. There's a song, Weedem Boys. It's I understand that. But a wrestling account yeah. tweeting them boys is unintentionally super unintentionally super fucking disrespectful to the briscoes like it just is like when i saw that shit i i was instant i was like ill bro like ill that's like i just was skeeved out when i saw that shit i was like come on man you how the fuck you gonna really a wrestling account of of wwe is gonna tweet that that phrase and what i'm curious is is how wwe took that because the tweet i'm not gonna scroll but last i saw because i think i checked like monday it was still there and yeah when Jay sadly passed away, WWE like said stuff about it on television yeah. and their Twitter account. So it's like, yep. 
I'm surprised they didn't try like nipping this in the ass either. So to be honest, I, I'm gonna chalk it up to the fact that like it definitely was not intentional. Like it wasn't like a because the thing is too like it was get it was real close to the anniversary of yeah, the final right. match, like mm-hmm. the the fucking dog collar match. Yeah, it was like a couple days, like a day or two, like right before that. Yeah. So by the time that tweet hit and it started getting traction, it was like right at that time. So people were talking about Jay Briscoe and then this shit popped up on Twitter. So it was like people were fucking mad because it's like, dog, what are you doing? So I'm just going to, again, I don't think I'm I'm 99% sure it was not intentional to do it. Mm-hmm. Like they did not mean to like do that shit to disrespect the, the you Briscoe. Need, you need to know better. But you, as a fucking, if you're running a, a wrestling page, you should definitely be outside of your little circle. Like, you should understand that that's attached to something, and it's attached to something very powerful that yeah. a lot of people care about. So, yeah. you know, what, in my case, when I saw the backlash, because there's no way that whoever did this does not see all this fucking backlash. I'm going to, while you so, talk, I'm going to see if it's still there. So I, yeah, I think it is. I might but if it was me... If it was me, I would have deleted the tweet and then I would have found a really cool picture of the Briscoes and I would have tweeted that saying them boys. Just kind of like as a, you know, my bad. Let me show, you know, a little respect. It's getting close to one year that, you know, Jay Briscoe's passed away. Let me just throw this out there. Like, I think that would have went a long way, but. Uh, I just think whoever saw that was told, don't sell it. Don't sell it. Fuck these Twitter people. It doesn't matter. So they're just going to leave it there. I, I, think think, I think it may have been actually deleted. Wow. Okay. I'm scrolling again. What what date was Friday? It was it was down there because when I saw it a couple of days ago, it was like pretty. Yeah, it was on the 8th. So let me, let me. All right. So here we are. The 5th. A quick Sick. way for you to check it is to go to their page and then search. That's what I, did. I clicked media. Now I'm scrolling. Oh, no, just just go into the search and put them boys. Oh, okay. Well, kind and of. And it'll it'll pop up whatever tweet they have that has that. Oh word no, in. it's because I reported the post. Ah, <laughs> that's my guy. That's what I'm talking about. That's I reported the post, but um, yeah. So it's still there. Um. Next, what I want to hit. Ooh. Ooh, you know this? what? In September, September 8th, 2023, so not WWE long, on Fox tweeted them boys with a gif of the fucking judgment day. So they just don't know. They like, just that's just they just don't know. Like whether it's in an ignorance way or not, they just don't know. I didn't even see it. I just because I went to their page, I typed in them boys, and this is what I see. I don't even see the the Bobby Lashley one unless let me click latest. No, I think it's is it gone? Well, because when I searched it said it was deleted. Oh yeah, I think they deleted it. Cause I see I typed in them boys and this is what pops up. So yeah, because you, you it's didn't a gif of Finn Balor and look. See, I don't have that. That is so wild, bro. So when I go to their page and I type in D E N B O Y Z. No, S. Oh, they do S. Oh, that's why, because 
So on Friday, they did Z. Oh, so let me see Z. Then. Yeah, yeah, because that does come up now. Then yeah, boys. Yeah, there it, it is. Z, it's still there. Look at this. These mother flowers. Again, doesn't seem like it's an intentional thing. It's not like a disrespectful thing. So I'm just going to chalk it up to somebody just not knowing. But, dude. Yeah. Yeah. But a big dummy right there. You gotta yes, know better than that, bro. Yeah, you gotta yeah. you gotta understand that when it comes to wrestling and them boys, there's only one fucking team that, that should be getting that. Yeah, and it's a team you could argue the biggest team tag team that was ever in WWE. Yeah, like a hundred thousand percent. And that's saying a lot. Yeah. Like a lot. Um but I guess sticking with Friday. In the weekend into Monday, the latest WWE return of CM Punk. So, last week, we spoke about the uh, return Raw promo. Um, This Friday, I'm just going to kind of go through the wickets between Friday and uh, Monday. So, Punk comes out, pretty much says, hey, this is the 9 o'clock hour. I'm not getting cut short. Chant if you want. Crowd was hot for him. Um, he made the reference of punching people backstage in the face and my hometown did not, mine and Carl's hometown did not, and Brian's hometown did not understand that. Nobody Uh, gave a fuck. And that made me think to previous conversations we spoke of before, how many fans really pay attention to anything other than WWE, right? Because I felt if I was in Chicago, that would have been a massive pop. Mm -hmm. Not just because of CM Punk, just because that's a huge wrestling town. Philly, so on, big wrestling town. Um, great promo though took a lot of shots at everyone said I'll, I'll go for Roman Reigns I'm the original uh, wise man guy or whatever however he worded mm-hmm. it he talked about Seth Rollins he talked about Randy Orton he talked about uh, LA Knight Kevin Owens does this whole thing drops it right everyone knows he's the best in the world goes backstage he's pretending to go knock on the bloodline's door Kevin Owens comes by not so great of an interaction nothing crazy yeah a little, I guess you would say, tension in that room. And I then, just thought it was. I just thought that was funny because, do you know the story about the singlet with Kevin Owens and CM Punk when they were in Ring of Honor, or in I think it was, I think it was Ring of Honor, either that yeah. or Gorilla Gorilla Pro. I think I think it was in Ring of Honor. Yeah, he he basically was shitting on Kevin Owens for wearing a shirt. He's like, that's not what wrestlers wear. You need to wear a fucking singlet. Yeah. And Kevin Owens actually went and got a singlet, and he was like, "This fucking sucks. I don't want to wear this." So he put his shirt on. They had a Kevin Owens attire. Like, yeah. yeah, and then they had heat. Yeah. So that was that. That's why I thought that was funny when they kind of were backstage because he's always had heat with CM Punk over that shit all these years. When they eventually do go at it, that's going to be awesome, especially oh, yeah. wise. Then after you see him backstage with Randy Orton, LA Knight says something to them. Has a very awkward appearance on NXT deadline. I get why they did it. The pay-per-view was an hour away. Let's use CM Punk. Yeah. Whatever. Very awkward, but I get why they did it. And then Monday happens. It was very obvious he was going to sign with Monday Night Raw. All that comes out there. And as he signs the contract, Seth Rollins comes out. They have a very long stare down. Back and forth between Rollins' chant and Rollins' song. CM Punk. Um... Rollins essentially goes in on CM Punk. CM Punk's like, this is the last you got, last chance you pretty much have disrespecting me. I'm entering the Rumble, and when I win, maybe I'll choose you. 
yeah. very obvious he's probably going to choose him if he wins. Absolutely, he should. Um, Unless he I wants thought, to get smashed by Roman Reigns. Yeah, I thought the Matt. I thought the Friday promo was very, very good. I liked Mondays because it left you hanging. It, yeah, we've been. I said it offline. It was. I'm happy they're they're just not jumping into this right away. I doubt we even see them face to face again until after if or when they decide them to at Mania, whether it's the Monday after the Rumble or whatever. Uh, Seth had a very very good promo. As I think we can both agree, Seth's a yeah. very talented but not known for his promo. Um, comparisons, as you were saying offline, to Hangman Page. I'll let you give your thoughts there. Um, and now he's being reported that he was at NXT last night helping talent go over matches. And today was their coaching and things like that at the PC again today. Uh, people were happy to have him back there. All this shit. People are saying... Uh, saying things like AEW talent should have listened to Punk when he was there, which a lot of the younger talent have gone on record, like Jay Cargill, Ricky Stark, saying like he was great. Just yeah. People have egos. They don't want to listen sometimes. That's going to happen in WWE as well. Um, I think it's cool that the NXT talent, like Cora Jade, all those people who grew up loving Punk, are getting their chance with him. But overall, Lou, that's a long-winded thing. I think it's cool. I like the direction they're going with Punk from Friday to now. Thoughts? On everything. So from your talk, your take from Friday on, on everything. Yeah, man. I, I really enjoyed the SmackDown promo. I really did. I thought the SmackDown promo was uh, a 100,000% improvement over the Monday promo. I know he didn't get a lot of time on Monday, so he did, he couldn't really say much. He got some time cut, which is fine. Um, but the Friday promo was definitely, uh, it satiated the, the, the need that I had there for a good old fashioned CM Punk promo. I called a bunch of people out, declared for the rumble, you know, had a pretty good segment there. And then Monday, the face to face with Rollins was great. Like it was awesome. Uh, it was definitely what I wanted out of that. Um, I was a little worried. I said this offline. I was a little worried when Seth came out that they were just going to stare at each other and then go to commercial and come back. And, you know, we were going to have a fucking random woman's match or something. But they actually gave them promo time, and they let Seth, Seth went in. So he did. I was happy to see that. He dropped his character. He wasn't, you know, he did a little bit of the laughing Joker shit that he likes to do. But then he got real fucking serious. And he was like, nah, you know, this is my fucking house. You don't want to come back here and say you're home. Nah, bro. I've been here. You left. You were off doing other things. Obviously, they're not going to allude to too much about yeah. what he did when he was gone. But. The promo for me was fantastic. So um, I like how they're slowly building up that feud. They don't need to rush it. There's plenty of time. They don't need to get physical. They can just keep going back and forth with the barbs. Um, so I was pretty, pretty happy with all that. I um I'm a little, I'm a little tight, bro. I'm a little tight because I really like, I really enjoyed CM Punk's time in AEW. Mm-hmm. And I was really sad to see it end the way it ended. And, you know, I know everything's new right now. And it's a, it's a whirlwind homecoming. And it's all smiles and puppies and rainbows right now with CM Punk and shit. Let's give him a month or two. Let's see what happens. But I understand right now he's doing a lot. He's talking to a lot of this young talent. 
a lot of these young people in NXT all grew up on CM Punk. Like they all grew up in the time where he was the shit. Yeah, the man. And he yeah. is their Hulk Hogan. He is their John Cena. Like he's that guy for them. So all of them probably look to him like with reverence. They're like, holy shit, CM Punk's here. Like they're probably super ecstatic that he's there. So the fact that he's going to the performance center and getting that from them, again, it's the mutual respect. Somebody like that. It, the, the thing is, the guy's got an ego. So again, it, it's it could be a good considered a good thing or a bad thing, but it is what it is. Somebody who goes up to this guy and shows him the proper respect, shakes his hand, asks him for advice. That's the people that he's going to help. When you got these young guys who kind of turn your back and shit, and they're like, ah, I don't fucking, yeah, I, I'll do, I'm gonna do my own thing. Those are the people that get under your fucking skin, and that which is hilarious to me because I remember, I don't know if you do, you remember that drunken Jeff Hardy promo oh. that he did in the restaurant? God, yes. Yeah. Okay. Talking about the Undertaker and stuff too. Yeah. So it's funny because he was talking about the exact same thing that CM Punk is talking about when it comes to these AEW people that he's like, Jeff, I'll never in my life forget that promo. And Jeff Hardy's like, it's kind of funny when you go see your homeboys and go back there and see people like the Undertaker. Hey, Jeff, how you doing, man? All right. right." And then you see a guy like CM Punk and he just turns his back to you. And it's like, that's the same shit that CM Punk's bitching about now that people are doing, not showing him the respect and not wanting to have that sit down and get that guidance. And that's the problem that he had with a lot of AEW talent. So, and again, I hate to be that dude, but I think a lot of that is from the elite. You seem to be getting a lot of that from like the elite people. Mm-hmm. And it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, I, again, we not, we're not there. We're not backstage. We don't know what fucking happened, but you're putting two to two together and again, I know all this stuff with CM Punk is new, and I know he's the new shiny toy, so everything's all, yay, you know, but give him a month or two and see where he's at. But, dude, the fact that everybody's, like, jumping up and down, the fact that he's back, it kind of shows you, yeah, he might have had a little bit of a point. <coughs> yeah, he, uh, I think they're handling it well, and it seems like there's more reports that, like, Triple H and CM Punk are on the same understanding. And it's, you know, it's kind of like, why not? Right? Like, why not? And just go. Like, why Why wouldn't you? That's the thing I just, I don't get it, bro. Like, why the fuck? Why wouldn't you want to? We've been saying this forever, bro. How many times on this fucking show have we said the same thing? You got Sting, Arn Anderson, Dean Malenko, Jerry Lynn, Regal, Tony Schiavone. You got all these people back there. Taz. Like. Bro, you have these people there who have 30 years in the business. They've been successful everywhere. Why wouldn't you want to talk to them and pick their brain? Hey, hey, Arn, I know you're, you're busy, but did you see my match out there? Can you give me anything? Just You want to, like, just give me, like, anything that you see that I might want to fix? You know, just any kind of, I'll take anything. Bro, if I was, if that was me, I'd be like that. Yeah. I'd be. Call it kiss ass, call it whatever you want, but I want to get better. You know what well, I'm saying? 
and I think to agree with that, so do you remember who Matt Morgan is? He used to wrestle. Yeah. He's really big yeah. in TNA. So yeah. he used to be on the wrestling. The blueprints. Yeah. yeah, the blueprint. And now he does this other podcast with two former guys from wrestling. Well, not former, whatever. But anyway, he gave his thoughts. And he said, like, that's CM Punk is the reason why the Daniel Bryans and the Seth Rollins even have a chance in WWE. Because if you really think about mm-hmm. it, and the Vince in 2000s, Punk was really that first guy who broke that barrier and got up. That wasn't your typical mm-hmm. Jack guy. Like yeah. your typical John Cena or even Randy Orton or Batista. Like He was the first one that kind of broke away that was like a wrestler wrestler. Yeah. And like, do you kind of like agree with that in a way? Like, so that's why I feel like you yeah. got something to a dude like Punk. Because if you look, especially Punk's first run in WWE, when Cena was the man, Batista, Taker yep. was still wrestling, Triple H was still wrestling. Yep. And you were, he's just a, you know, he's not jacked by any means. He's not like out of shape either, but normal looking white dude with just a bunch of tattoos was able to make it to the top and have a 400 and something day reign. Like, why wouldn't you want to listen to that? Because he's not your yeah. staring guy. Like, obviously, you listen to a Jew, dude like John Cena, but you got to listen to a dude like Punk, who isn't the ordinary WWE superstar. Like, yeah. So, do you kind of think I'll, that I'll keep it a bug. with that? I'll keep it a bug, bro. So, and I'm pretty sure I've said this on this show before. I did not know of CM Punk from PWG or Ring of Honor. Or any of those places. The first time I ever saw CM Punk was in WWE ECW. When they started that ECW shit, yeah. that's where they had CM Punk debut. They had him there. Old that's NXT, they, essentially, in a way. That's when they, yeah, that's when they, because at first they had, like, Sandman and Tommy Dreamer and these people. And then after, like, six months, they started adding, like, Sheamus. the big show and Bobby Lashley, and then you had Sheamus debut there. You had Kofi Kingston debut there. You had that dude with the um. Remember that dude with the with the vampire chick? Oh, Kevin Thorne. No, was it Kevin? Yeah, Thorne? Kevin Thorne. He used to come out with the vampire chick. Um, so guys like that were all debuting on there, and CM Punk was one of those guys. And the first time I and I, and I hate to say shit like this because it's like, oh, of course you 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 say that now, but no, bro. When I first saw CM Punk. And I saw him cut a couple of those backstage promos or whatever. I was interested immediately. I was just like, "Who's this, who is this guy?" Like I wanted to see more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then I saw that An- Anaconda Vice finisher. I had never seen that finisher before anywhere. So instantly, I was already like, "Okay, I love submission fucking wrestling. That fucking move looks awesome. I like this guy." So that's where I got to know him. So I just followed his career from there. So you gotta think that's. A lot of these young cats who are in the system now, they had the same experience. So I don't know, man. I just feel like he definitely opened the doors for a lot of people because when he and another thing too about CM Punk that caught my eye is that people were chanting his fucking name and I had no clue who this guy was. Like he was coming out and people were chanting CM Punk. And I'm like, did I miss an episode? Because at that time I was watching every fucking thing. I was yeah. watching SmackDown, Raw. ECW, I was like involved with WWE. And then this guy shows up and they're chanting his name. And I'm like, what the fuck? Did I miss an episode or something? Like, who the fuck is this guy? Why and are they, they chanting his name? And what's wild with Punk is I want to know 
what Vince saw him in in those early days because he debuted in ECW and instantly became that ECW champion. Yeah. Right. Then he went to the main roster, back to back years being money in the bank, cash that in. And then he was Intercontinental Champion. They gave him that straight edge society gimmick. Yeah. Then pretty much from there, he rolled into the summer of punk shit. Like so I want to know what back then Vince saw in like punk. I honestly feel like it had a lot to do with that crowd. Just like I really do think it had it. The fact that those motherfuckers would just not shut the fuck up and they just constantly were chanting CM Punk. That had a, that? I think that had a little, definitely had at least a little bit to do with it. Do you it. remember that Survivor Series? One of my favorite Survivor Series teams and matches when it was DX, the Hardys, and Punk against yeah. Kevin Thorne. It was rated RKO was in there. And then like some other tag team. And it was always fun because I'll never forget Shawn Michaels hits Kevin Thorne with Sweet Chin Music right away and pins him. And he goes through, he's like, who is that? Like, who yeah. is he in the match? Like, who the hell was that? Yeah. But that match, the crowd goes nuts and chants for CM Punk. Yeah. And that's with DX and the Hardys on the same team. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, they, man. I don't know. I want to see where they go with it. You know, hopefully it lasts. Punk seems to be in great shape, like physically. Yeah. Not that he wasn't in AEW. He was in good shape there, too. But Yeah. But he definitely looks like he's, he's, he's more like relaxed like he definitely looks like he's a little less i mean he looks even he even looks a little younger like i don't know if it's the hair yeah he's he dyed his beard a little bit he trimmed yeah. it down got that gray out of there i don't know what's going on but he looks like he's in great shape and he just looks happier like he just looks you know happy to be there like genuinely happy to be there so again I it's bittersweet I, for me because, man, I think back at, at some of that shit that he did in AEW, man, and it's just like, fuck, man. I was just watching the Hangman promo, which we kind of glossed over a little bit, where people online were saying that Seth bit off the Hangman promo. I don't want to go that far. you know. I don't want to say that he bit off his promo, but it's ideally it's kind of sort of the same theme, so I can understand why some people probably immediately gravitated that. But those fucking people who were clipping the video... Yeah. And clipping pieces and doing the other piece. Dummy. Yeah. yeah. Fucking real dummies. Like, but you guys got to give that shit up, man. Like, really. You really you, do. You got to think. I know they'll never reference AEW, right? Because that's no, swinging. Never will. That's swinging. You got to think Seth mentioned something, though, about the main event of buy one, get one, Fortnite pay per view. I'll say something do, about that. that that's going to have to get referenced, right? Like, yeah. if anything's going to get referenced, like, that has to get referenced, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because would you argue that's probably the biggest shot he took at WWE during that time? That was pretty, that was pretty bad, bro. Like, when he said that, I was, it, you know, not that I ever thought he would come back because I, I, I never thought he was going to come back to WWE when he signed AEW. But, when he said that shit, I was like, God damn, bro. There ain't no way he's going back over there, bro. When you say that, especially when he did the um when he tweeted at Mike the Miz. Oh, the that Saudi shit, that shit he tweeted, Oh my god. That shit he tweeted at the Miz was like, Oh, dude, yeah, you ain't never going back there, bro. You suck a suck a suck a blood covered Saudi dick or something like dude. You think uh hey, yo you think um like someone from management, like high up, whether it's Sean, Triple H, Nick Khan. Like, you think someone asked him, like, what the fuck's it like over there? Oh, I'm sure they've had plenty of conversations about that. 
Like I would love to be a fly on that wall. Yeah, I'm so sure that they've they've <laughs> I'm sure they were like, all right, sit down, kid, tell me all about it. What's going on over there? Yeah, like something had to have happened. And I, I'm curious what um but and now people are saying the rights that apparently Warner Brothers is actually no shit, like a running front runner for Raw. And I don't know shit about shit, but I don't know how that would work. I gotta tell you, bro, if that happens, I'm a I don't want to say I'm worried about AEW, but they're definitely having some issues. Like they're having attendance issues. And again, I don't give a fuck about attendance. I'm like yeah. really sick about talking about attendance and photos. But listen, people buying tickets to your shows is how you pay your talent. So I know that Tony Khan and his dad have a shitload of money, but at the same time, you don't want to be in the red in this company. And again, I know that they posted record profits this year. They've made more than they did last year. That year, they made more than the year before. So they're on an upward turn as far as profits go. Um, Now, whether they're actually in or out of the red is debatable because there's some people who are saying, yeah, those profits are up, but overall costs, when you're paying your talent and promotion and all that, they're still kind of, you know, in the red, but. So let me ask this, because you might not, you might know more than I do, because I don't. If they did get Warner Brothers, would that mean like Raw's on like TNT or something? Probably. I would think that TNT would, would want think- that fucking. They would want those two million people watching their channel. So here's my thing. You think, and now we all know WWE is about making money, which that's why they're so successful, but. Do you think, like, they'd be cool with, like, Raw on TNT on Monday and them being like, well, yeah, AEW Rampage is on TNT? No. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I can't see WWE, no matter how, unless they give them an absurd amount of money, I can't see WWE wanting to do that. Well. I think USA is going to get it. And Raw is going to The thing is, WB would have to give wwe a shitload of money for their product to get on their network it's not like wwe is going to be paying hey guys listen we want to be on your network i I don't think it works like that as tnt or wb or whoever the fuck owns that channel would have to pay um to get them on that network and again i don't know how much ted turner is still like involved in all that shit i know his name is still on it tbs tnt and all that um, I don't know how he feels about doing business with uh, WWE, seeing as how they put him out of the wrestling business a few years ago. But if WB were to sign WWE, that would be a, I don't want to say a death blow, but that would be really fucking problematic for AEW. Because Every now fish off is swearing that it's going to be Warner Brothers. Wow. He's swearing by it's going to be them. Wow. I mean, anything can happen, man. It's it's at the end of the day, it's all about money. They can say that, you know. I know I've seen reports that WW, uh, WB is too many W's, bro. <laughs> WB is very happy with Tony Khan because he showed them a lot of loyalty and blah 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 blah. But, bro, loyalty only gets you so far in a business, bro. And money fucking talks. So, I think yeah. that would be the because 
all these people, more the WWE diehards that like are celebrating this. Like, I don't like that because WWE wouldn't be what it is now without AEW. Like that's, that's yeah. it. That, that is it. You don't have to, like you could hate AEW, but you have to give them one piece of credit. And it's that WWE wouldn't be what it is because of them. You don't and have to watch it. It made the thing you like better. Yeah. So it's There's like, no question about that. Yeah. Like the only reason CM Punk being back, because if CM, say AEW wasn't a thing and Punk came back, I don't think it would have been as big as a deal as it is now that he went to AEW. I don't think Punk would have come back if it wasn't for AEW. Yeah, I think he would have been like, perfectly fine, like doing MMA, you know, and making movies and shit. He's making horror movies. He's writing comics. He's fucking doing uh, MMA broadcasting. I think he would have been totally fine doing Cody, that. Cody maybe would have came back, but not as big as a star as he is now. No, That's no, it. dude. He would not be what he is now. Yeah, no way. Though. Like Jade, Not a chance. Like shit, Jade was it? Jade had a tryout and didn't make it. And now they're presenting her uh, in, in an amazing way. Yeah. But it's like, so I personally hope they don't go to one of her. I'm not going to sleep over it if they do, but I hope right. they don't go to, because I don't like talking bad. You know me, I'm a very positive person, but I would feel that is the first red flag of what's going on in AEW. Because if, yeah. do you agree? Oh, big time. No, I'm telling you, bro, if, if if that were to happen, it would be a big fucking problem for AEW because now they're off Turner. And where are they going to go? They're going to go so to you, USA? So you think it's one or the other? It's not both? Both? Can't. No, you can't have both on the same channel. They're not going to do that. There ain't no way. They'd have to put AEW on like old fucking Ring of Honor and put that shit on at like 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, Like that's what it would have to be because there's no way, dude. Tony got offered to do the CW, but now the CW's got NXT. I'm going to tell you something, too, that's funny about that. That shit used to be, you know, there was nothing, like, back in the day when I would, like, come home trashed after a night out and fucking come home and turn my TV on and there's fucking wrestling on with people that, like, I don't know. Yeah. And it's like, who the fuck is Adam Pierce? Like, who the fuck is Roderick Strong? What's this guy? He's got a big head. Who is this guy? But it was fucking awesome. The moves yeah. and The moves and things you were seeing was, like, amazing. That was pretty cool when you come home at two in the morning and it's that's literally around. like not even the bullshit. That's how I found Ring of Honor. Yeah, and like that's high how school, I discovered it. And high school drunk one night came home, turned on cable because this is before streaming. Fucking two o'clock in the morning because when I used to work overnight, and I see the word ring as a wrestling fan, I'm like yeah. ooh, and I'm like yeah. ooh, this is wrestling. Yep, that's how I discovered that shit. Yeah, and. I, obviously, I, I would watch it on and off. I wasn't. I didn't instantly become loyal to it. I'm yeah, who's up at two o'clock in the morning every day? Yeah, uh, yeah, you know what I mean. But I don't know, man. I just want, and I can't stress it enough because AEW, like, I might not always agree with Tony's logic. Just like I won't agree with Triple H's or whatever. But <laughs> AEW's got some real special people there. Like Swerve's one of my favorite wrestlers right now in wrestling. Absolutely. Like, like you know, what I mean, like they're doing MJF. They're doing some great stuff, but. I saw this other report. I'm really going to try to pull it up. I don't know how, but they were talking about it on the Wrestling Inc. podcast um, that they want to kind of see, like, pretty much AEW, like, the reason why, um, like, people like QD Marshall left and stuff is because AEW might go with a more Japanese approach to wrestling with like less storylines and stuff like that they were talking about. 
hmm. than what they're doing now. I sh- I was driving when I was listening to it, so I wasn't like fully fully, but they mentioned it and Wrestling Inc's like a big source. Um, so I, I don't want to speak too much of it, but I really hope they don't. I think if anything, like not trying to be that guy, they should probably do a little more storylines. Um, they I don't know, but I'm so excited. I'm I how what do you think of the Continental Classic so far? So I was going to look up um the card for tonight because the card for dynamite tonight is fucking it's like a pay-per-view yeah but uh something's happening right now a lot of these accounts who usually know things they're tweeting very um like sean russ tweeted oh boy and that's all he tweeted and this other guy whose name is iburo of wrestle something he always seems to have like insider information. He just tweeted like, "Man, we have some gigantic news coming. This is gonna be a game changer." Blah 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 blah. So something's going on right now. Yeah, because I got the card for tonight. You got Roosh and Jay Lethal, Ruby Soho and Riho, which awesome Riho's back by the way. Fuck yeah! Instantly, we'll hear from the Golden Jets. The main event, Swerve and Moxley, like. You can't do Brody King and Andrade. The Von Erics are returning to Dallas. Yeah. That's the thing. We'll hear from Samoa Joe, Adam Page versus Roderick Strong, and Jay White versus uh, Mark Briscoe. So that's just yeah, a cool. good dynamite in general. Yeah, that's a fucking great show. So I've really been enjoying the Continental Classic. Um, my only con- my only thing with the Continental Classic was like when it first started, I was hoping for a little more surprise. Like Jay Briscoe having zero points is... I don't like like it. <laughs> um, I would have been happy with him beating John Moxley that first match, mm-hmm. and then maybe Moxley, you know, getting his six points. Because what's the difference that John Moxley has six points or he has fucking nine points? He's still like at the top of the the gold division, and it's like it's okay, Tony. You can have Moxley lose every once in a while. Like it's okay, he can lose a match. Like well, it's not gonna hurt him. The whole thing though. I so I, I want Swerve to win, but I have a weird feeling that Hangman is not gonna allow it, and you might see like a double turn where Swerve goes face and Hangman goes heel in that situation, so they can have their another match. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would love to see Swerve win that shit. I'd love to see Roosh win. Um, is it fucked? I don't want Moxley to win just because I feel Moxley wins a lot. He doesn't need to win. This is the thing. Like, he doesn't need to win that shit. He really doesn't. Like, he's John Moxley, bro. Yeah. He don't need to win that shit. Um, I see him in the finals, though, for sure. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, can't, see him, I can't see him not in the finals. Yeah, he's the big dog, bro. He's, yeah. uh, for lack of a better catchphrase. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's the he's the big dog in the yard and shit. So I, I can imagine he's gonna be there. What was his nickname in the Shield? Because you had the architect, you had the big dog, the lunatic fringe. So that was was that what he was called in the Shield? Though I know that was his thing once they split. But I don't know if they called him anything in the Shield. The lunatic. He was the leader. Though. Was he it? was the leader. I think they just called no, him Dean Ambrose. Even, yeah, because I don't. I think Roman was just known as the muscle. I don't think Roman was the big dog until after. Yeah, they weren't calling Seth Rollins the architect or any of that shit. They were just calling them their names 
when they I were know. in the shield, I as far as know. I remember. What's more annoying? When Michael Cole used to do the big dog or it's boss time. Boss time sucks. It really it does. Sucks. What the and fuck? It's so stupid. And it sucks because Michael Cole's like great again yeah. at doing his job. And if she comes back, that's going to be a thing. And big dog is also kind of annoying because it's like such a generic like catchphrase name for somebody like the big dog. Okay. like <laughs> He's the big dog. Yeah. Like, it's so corny. I saw a tweet. I want to know. Someone said Booker T's got to go back to the main roster when Trick does. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> someone, and then another tweet yeah. is like, no. They're like, someone said, like, if Trick stays this hot, picture 70,000 at WrestleMania screen. Bro, that, I, bro, that fucking. This is. The, so. The fucking whoop that Trick chant is perfect. <laughs> It really is. Now, I saw like a couple weeks ago where Trick came out with a like, he had like a jacket on and it said, whoop that trick on the back. I was like, no, bro, don't acknowledge it at all. Like he should just come out. He should just come out with his regular gear and get in the ring and get on the rope and just start doing this. Like from the from Hustle and Flow. He should. That's all he needs to do. And let them do whoop that trick because he came out with the whoop that trick on the back and he was like i'm gonna whoop that trick i'm gonna whoop that trick i was like nah that nah bro you don't even have to do that shit like you don't even have to do that you could just yeah. keep it simple let the crowd do that shit bro i'm surprised there's not a shirt that says whoop that oh trick. i'm sure it's coming i'm sure i'll you be like buying that immediately promo last night nah i didn't see it last night it was actually pretty good but he finished it with i'm trick james bitch like he he was feeling himself in the promo. Oh shit! No, he cuts a fantastic promo. He's great at promo. If someone said, "I want to see him and Mello at Stand and Deliver for the title," I low key like wanted to like when I watch Raw now. You know how they start the show, they start the fireworks and all that shit. I low key want them to start with Trick Williams. <laughs> I, want I just to want to know like, how the main roster. Well, no, nah, they'll, they'll do it. They'll do it as soon as somebody starts doing it. The crowd will they'll they'll understand. They'll be like, "Oh, okay, we got to do this now," because everybody knows what that is. Yeah. Like everybody knows what that's from. And it's I such an easy thing to understand. Like, I just don't think he's gonna win the title at that New Year's Evil, only because, like, you rarely see any like the NXT title itself get changed on like the pay per views on TV. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't and plus, Dragonoff just got it. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. I think, I think you're going to get at the wrestling. I think it's called Stand and Deliver, right? That's the one that's Mania Weekend. I think that, I think you're going to see Trick and Mellow, though. And then Mellow goes up to the main roster. That's what I think is happening. I think Trick goes over on Carmelo. Carmelo gets called up. Yeah, that whoop that, whoop, that Trick chant is, that shit is, that's the greatest shit ever. Yeah. And then Booker T, even without Booker T, but with Booker T, it just makes it even better. It's just funny how the. <laughs> The the one dude's actually trying to like announce, like yeah, he's trying to tell his stories and do his thing, and then Booker T's list is like, yeah, I like it. Uh huh, I like it. Oh yeah, man, it's just that shit is it 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 goes together so well, bro. It's, it's so I'm not fucking... gonna lie, I gotta pop that up when uh, Wade Barrett tried it. He was obviously oh, fucking yeah. it up on purpose, but yeah, yeah I feel. But I don't know. Booker's killing it down in NXT. My man's ordering Uber Eats while he's commenting. That's he really, so 
he's in his own down there. But uh, you want to go over the so this Friday, yeah, it's Friday, right? Yeah, it's Friday. Uh, Ring of Honor final battle card. Bro, let me hold on, bro. Let me yeah. tell you something. You AW's want- fucking up. Okay, AW's fucking up with these. I don't mean to interrupt you. No, I just saw good. something. I just saw something really stupid. AW's fucking up with the shirts. Okay, the last few shirts that I've bought have been from the WWE shop. You know why? Number one, fanatics are the most comfortable fucking shirts in the world. And the 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 graphics on the shirts are fantastic. They're you, you can't even tell they're on your shirt. This shirt, obviously, it's a wonderful tribute shirt, but I can feel this big ass graphic on here, and this shirt's very thick. Okay, it's not the most comfortable shirt, but I, I'm fine with what I'm wearing. Okay, so that's number one. Number two is that WWE comes out with some clever designs. Okay. So I'm looking at Twitter and I see this pop up as a design for a t-shirt. Okay. Now at what, who in their fucking right mind is going to wear a John Moxley with a Santa Claus hat as a shirt? Who the fuck is buying that? The other day I saw a Ric Flair shirt that said to be the man, you have to be elite. That was dumb. I saw that. that. Is what, what are we doing here? Whack. What are we doing? Like these people are fucking up. Whoever's designing these shirts needs to go back to design school or, or figure something oh. out, bro. What do you? Oh, what do you think about that? Kevin Sullivan getting like fired. That's a huge I didn't deal. even know who was working for AEW. That's a big I deal had, from a production standpoint. Yeah, I had no idea he was working for AEW. So if he's the one responsible for all these production fuck ups, then buy. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. But all these audio issues and fucking technical issues with the stream and all that, if that's on him, then hey, bro, see you later. But I didn't even know he was working for fucking AEW. No idea. Yeah. Um, And then one last thing I want to hit before the Ring of Honor thing. Um, uh, Dan, our good friend Dan, sharing the the Peter Rosenberg thing. So... What do we what do we think? I think that Pete Rosenberg is a mark. And I'm sick of Pete Rosenberg. I'm sick of Peter Rosenberg invading all of the things that I like. Okay. <laughs> I was really a big fan of ESPN New York. I used to listen to that shit every fucking day. And I'm talking about all day, every day. All right. Speaking okay. of ESPN in the morning, New York, what about my boy Tommy DeVito? Tommy did you, his, did you see his agent? His agent oh, looks like dude, a fucking that, super was, mafioso, bro. I'm sorry. We have to go off on this quick. I was talking to my boy. I'm like, because I'm the Italian guy at work. Everyone talks about it, right? I'm from the Northeast. You can't make this Tommy DeVito shit up. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, he lives with his parents. He took less money to stay on the Giants because he didn't want to move. Because I guess some other team offered him money. Then you yeah. got his agent. Like, what would a Tommy Cutlets like? His dad in the stands, like, the, 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 you can't make this shit up. It's, it's just, hilarious. He comes out to the Sopranos theme song. Yeah, I just wish he had a uh, talent. Uh, talent would be a good thing. But I think he might be your guys' guy next year, to be honest. Ain't no fucking way that that dude is starting over a fucking healthy Danny Dimes. It's not going to happen. I, I'm a Dimes guy. I'll say it. But, there man, three games in a row, no he's way. fine. 
There ain't no fucking way. Okay, I'll take Tommy DeVito over Mac Jones. Saquon had them two touchdowns. This guy had threw one touchdown for like 160 something yards. Saquon had the other two touchdowns. Like they're acting Saquon. like this guy's fucking the next coming of Tom Brady or something. I don't know when Saquon's contract ends. I don't know if it's this year because of the thing, but they need that man needs paid. They gotta pay him that money back. Anyways, back to Peter Rosenberg. Yeah. So again, I'm sick of Peter Rosenberg invading my life. Again, I was a big ESPN New York guy. Then all of a sudden, he fucking shows up on ESPN New York. I'm listening to hip-hop radio. Fucking Peter Rosenberg is on the fucking New York radio. Then he gets a night show. Then he gets a fucking afternoon show. I was like, I can't escape this guy. Now I'm watching WWE. Lo and behold, look who's on my fucking screen now on WWE TV. It's Peter fucking Rosenberg. Like, Why is this guy everywhere that I, like, on all the things that I like? Like, he's annoying. (laughs) Enough. I don't yeah. want to see this guy anymore. He's he's like such a homer that you can't take his opinions at any kind of face value because he's speaking from being a homer. So he works for WWE. He's going to be pro WWE, and that's just the bottom line. Yeah. Just don't go that though. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it. He's a uh, Hewitt. Rosenberg's a... Uh... Oh. Tommy. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you got it. But right, uh, we'll dive into this Ring of Honor card. This is the greatest um, $4 I've ever spent. It really is. It adds to the show. It adds to the show. But Friday, Ring of Honor, final battle card for free. Well, not for free, but if you have your Ring of Honor. $10, uh, baby. Yeah. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Um, uh, what's in stadium? So I'm not too impressed with this card. Um, I pulled it up earlier before we did the show. Uh, and again, you're going to have the last two matches on the show are going to be fantastic. Obviously you're going to get the FTR Mark Briscoe versus Blackpool combat club. That's going to be great. Obviously anything that Athena does is going to be great. Billy Starks is actually a very good stiff worker. Like she's very good. They portray her as like a goofy, you know, little character or whatever, but she can work her ass off. So that's going to be a hell of a main event. And I'm assuming she's going to beat Athena for the belt because that's the story they're telling. Yeah. And it's time for Athena to come back to AEW. Like she, why she's stuck on ROH. I I don't know. Um, But looking at the rest of this cards, like Ethan page versus Tony niece and I quit match. Could be good though. Like to be fair, it could be good. Like yeah, but like, why is this on a pay per view? <laughs> like, I get it's a it's on Honor Club or whatever, and that's fine. Um, and I know Tony Nese is a hell of an athlete, but in in what world do I want to watch Ethan Page versus fucking Tony Nese? Like, you've got you got people out there like Josh Woods. You got people out there, you know. I mean, Dalton Castle's involved in this other match too, but. You have plenty of other people out there that you can have in matches. Um, Keith Lee versus Shane Taylor. I know they got beef going way back, and this is just going to be like a big grudge match. But honestly, this beef started because they were both going after the TV title, which they're having a TV title, you know, like one, two, three, four, five, six-man match. Why not have the two of them in that match instead of Lee Johnson and Lee Moriarty, who, like don't really win anything. Um, And that's not hating on them. It's just like, I'm not understanding. So 
I'm assuming that the person that they're gonna to be announced is probably gonna be like Hijo de Vikingo or somebody like that. Uh unless they debut somebody on Ring of Honor. I, I don't know. You never know with these people, but I want it to be Stokely. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but again, I'll watch it just because I like Ring of Honor. I definitely want to see the last two matches. So I'll be tuned in. You know what I'm saying? I'll have SmackDown on the tablet and so I don't miss anything, but I'm definitely going to be watching this on the TV. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. Um, you know, I'm excited for the Jay Briscoe Memorial. I think that's going to be good. Like you said, yeah, you know, I think it's going to be good. Um, but I don't know. And I get it. Tony's juggling a lot. This is why we always say we wish he kind of had more of a team. But and I think this is the result of that. Yeah. Like not having a team. Like I'll always give that man credit. I would not want what he's doing just him. Fuck that. Yeah, like in 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 a perfect world, like there's rumors that CW and um there was another I know NXT is going to CW, but there's another channel that um I saw something recently about that they talked to Tony about Ring of Honor. In a perfect world, he would like not sell it off, but put someone in charge of ring of honor and let them go to another channel and just, you know, maybe they go back to that 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock time slot, midnight time slot. I don't know. Maybe they go back to that old style because there's a market for that. Cause you know what I'm saying? Thursday night at two in the morning, whatever ratings you can get is appreciated by whatever company has you. So there is a market for that. You know what I mean? So you could do that kind of shit again, but. The big thing I think Ring of Honor needs to do, you've said it before, so I'm agreeing again with what you said, is they need to do it out of just one building. Like Daly's Place or whatever it may be. Small crowd, somewhere where having even two, three, four hundred people doesn't look bad. I think that's exactly what AEW needs to do that in general. They need to start doing smaller venues in general. I think. They need to start cutting back from these these 8,000 seat arenas because they're only selling 5,000 tickets start going to these places where they're 5,000 seats. Dude, I, you know what I just don't up. get about that? Maybe you can explain it, but weekly, as we've said, their attendance has just not been good. No one's ever on the hard cam side, whatever, right? Who gives a fuck? I still like the show. But then they do these pay-per-views and they instantly sell out like 12,000 people. Like It doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, I, it's a pay-per-view. You know what I mean? You know you're gonna get a a hell of a show when you go to an ADW pay per view. So yeah, and again you get the same thing with the shows, but it's like, bro, the shows are too fucking long, bro. Yeah, you said you, you go to this show and it's Rampage, Rampage and Ring of Honor and it's Dynamite and it's like, bro, it's Wednesday night, dog. <laughs> like, I gotta work. I gotta work at five in the morning. I can't be here till one thirty at night watching motherfucking wrestling, bro. I gotta go. Like, yeah. It's too much. All in all, I am amped for Dynamite this week. It's going to be yeah. a really good oh, one. Um, looking at the calendar, sorry if I'm putting us on the spot here, but I think next week's going to be the year end. Because then after the week after, you got Christmas in there. So oh, yeah. I'd, I'd like to think, maybe I'm if I'm speaking out of line, but I'm pretty sure next week's going to be our year end. We have some... Uh, well, shit, we may record on the 26th, but we might not. Yeah, and uh, who knows what's going on? Yeah, I'm gonna be visiting family, so I'm not too sure. Oh, there yet. you go. 
Yes. Yeah. So might not be able to, but in the next week or so, we'll have it. We have a few topics already jotted down, so I'll probably some oh, more. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. We're going to be giving you our year ends. Our, we always, we're never just a one-answer person. We'll give our what our answer is, but we always give a few honorable mentions. Um, that's what I like that we do. We've done that just naturally. Never been planned. Just naturally, we've always gave. Never just, hey, male wrestler of the year is this and move on. Like, we we do that. I like that. Um, And then, yeah. I think that's all we really got for today. I'll uh, I'll start sending us home here. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the name right there. Most importantly, follow the show. I control that Twitter at Wrestling B Trash. Um, I get on there. YouTube. Um, I know we still have next week's episode, but I just want to say thank you guys for 2023. Subscribers right. went up. Views went up. Everything went up. It's been fun getting out there. Um you know, so it's awesome. So follow the Wrestling is Trash YouTube page at Wrestling is Trash. Like, comment, share, subscribe, do everything. You know, every at the end of every year, you reevaluate and think, what can you do better? And that's what the whole resolution shit is that you, everyone does or doesn't do. Well, I want your guys' resolution to be to comment more and voice your opinion more. Hell yeah. And come on the show. We're all about it. Um, oh, that's yeah. all I got. Lou, send us home. Hey, man, Lou from the BX, host of the Everything Podcast. Go, host of Wrestling is Trash. Just want to say thank you guys very much for the year. I know we're, we still got a couple episodes, but just thank you guys so much for all the support, for the likes and the subscribing and all the good stuff. We appreciate it very much. We love you seeing you guys hit up the YouTube page. But um, if you want to get to that, you can also go to the Instagram page, which I run pretty badly, but I still I run it. Yeah, I run it pretty terribly. But again, it's there. But if you want to see all the content, you can hit the link in the bio there and it'll take you straight to everything. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, the YouTube page, all the good wrestling is trash abundance. We even have a shirt on there that you can go and buy if you wanted to buy it. That little logo right there in the corner. Oh, you can't I can't point to it, but it's over there somewhere. There it is. <laughs> Top right corner. Um I wear yeah, it shows. <laughs> Yes, sir. Well, I actually got to wear that more. I don't wear that shit one time on the show. I'll wear it next week. How about that, guys? You'll see it in action next week. So we thank you guys very much. We will see you guys on the flip. And uh, as always, my friends, enjoy wrestling. Shibata son, get well soon. To the great and powerful Shibata, get well soon. We miss you already. Guys, enjoy wrestling. Peace. <laughs>